Hey everybody, welcome to The Well. My name is Christian and I'm so glad that you're here. Our hope is that during your time with us, you can acquire some relevant and practical resources to aid you in your journey with teenagers. This is episode two, which is all about understanding teen culture. So without further ado, welcome to The Well. Hello! Well, good evening, afternoon, uh, at night, I don't know, whenever you're listening, hey, how's it going? Welcome. Welcome to the well. Welcome to the well. This is episode two. Two. This is the point of no return, I feel like. Or is this like the first one because we're going through content and the first one that we did was the setup. So this is more like one, but it's not one, it's 1.1. Welcome to, it sounds cooler. Welcome to episode 1.1. Or I just made it complicated and anyway, moving on. (laughs) Hey guys, we're so glad you're here. My name is Christian. And my name is Ben. We're so glad that you're with us, whether you're listening to us um, online or if you found us by accident, we are just glad that you're with us. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Yeah, so if you hadn't listened to us before, this is uh, kind of our official episode too. Um, And just to kind of reiterate a little bit what we're about, we're called The Well Podcast. And we are simply a place uh, for any imperfect parent, mentor, leader, coach um, to hopefully pick up resources to aid them in their journey with teenagers. And we'd like to think that we're practical and relevant. I think we're hopefully... I think we're pretty good. We've we've got some good experience between us. While we're not necessarily parents yet, um, I think that our ministry experience brings a lot to the table. So yeah. I've got about 15 years of youth ministry experience that I can bring to the table. Christian's the rookie here. He's got only like six or seven. Or if you round up, it's 10. So I got 10 years of experience <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a really important point. Uh, kind of a disclaimer is here. We are like people who are not parents trying yeah. to invite parents to think differently about parenting like <laughs> who the audacity of these two guys like right um so we do want to like have a disclaimer at the beginning we aren't parents and so we understand that we don't have the experiences that you guys have but we do hope um, that we can kind of journey with you and still give you resources yeah. uh, and then you could email us and tell us we're wrong <laughs> <laughs> say hey you guys are just totally missed the mark and be like or, okay <laughs> or you can be like hey that was useful and then give us yeah, I'd like we like that too. I, it, it helps build me up a little bit. Yeah, so. Ben needs it too. <laughs> I do some days. I do. Um, the only thing that we're really experts in is like we can turn on two microphones and talk for thirty minutes. And even that, I'm, I'm not sure if we can argue that we're experts. <laughs> yeah. I think we figured it out. We just know how to do it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, no matter what, we're glad you're here. We do hope that um, during the podcast uh, yeah. that you get an, an additional page to add to your parenting playbook. Yeah. Um, and we use that metaphor playbook a lot because it's this idea of you could do everything right, and right. the outcome's not what you right. not what you wanted or intended. And so um, we do kind of understand that. We just want to give you a tool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for today as we kind of get into the content. The pilot episode was kind of talking about the vision that we have. So yep. if you haven't listened to that and you're curious kind of what we're about, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. Yep. But I am pretty excited today because we're diving into teen culture. Yes. And, um, Teen culture is a very interesting topic, and, and I want to kind of let you take point on that and talk yeah. through that. But, uh, man, if there's one thing that I feel like I do not understand is teen <laughs> culture. And what's interesting is that I just said that I have, like, 15 years youth ministry experience, and, mm-hmm. and I was submerged in youth ministry and yeah. the culture and what was relevant. Like, I mean, I feel like I got to the point where I didn't even have to try all that hard mm-hmm. to be submerged in it because it was just part of my cadence. Yep. Um but I'll tell you what, like after six months of, of being removed from kind of youth ministry, um, the, or at least in the traditional way that I was doing it, like, yeah. 
man, I feel like such a dinosaur. Like there is artists like little something or young something. And I'm like, who are these people <laughs> and what the heck are they singing about? And uh, man, I like six months removed from it. Yeah. And I feel like there is such a wide disconnect. And I, I also be honest, one of the things that I did feel in youth ministry is that the, the older I got, the, the larger that gap became. Yeah. So I feel like as we're diving into culture, um, I know that you've got a kind of a great podcast in store for us. I'm excited to just kind of jump in to yeah. talk through that. Um, but I'm really, really interested in kind of submerging myself into it. Even though I feel like I've been submerged into it, it's just changed. Yeah, it changes it's all the time. It's always changing. And that's like the common lament that I uh, even hear from parents is, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times parents will just be kind of asking these questions like, why is my teenager doing this? Yeah. Why are they listening to this? Right. Why are they wearing this? Why are they acting the way that they're wearing? And there's, there's a lot of confusion and frustration when it comes to culture. Uh, and I get that because it is changing so quickly and it's really hard Um to keep up. And so the yeah. question that I think uh, that comes up is, you know, why is this happening and, right. and how can we kind of get involved? And so our hope today a little bit is to um, uh, to unpack a little bit what it means to understand teen culture. So yeah. by the end of this podcast, you will know absolutely everything there is uh, <laughs> to know for teen culture. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm actually, I'm totally we're kidding. Not everybody. Yeah. And yeah. I think that this, <laughs> this one in particular, I think we're trying to split this one. So yeah. culture is actually... While this is episode two and we're starting to talk about it now, yeah. we're going to be finishing it up in episode three, kind yeah. of the second part of that. So yeah. we are kind of breaking that up. I'm not sure if that's jumping ahead or if that yeah, was a I secret mean, that I just so shared with the world. It's all right. Now they know. Yeah, they do. Um, so yeah, so this is kind of part one of two. So today we're hoping to understand teen culture. Yeah. And then on episode three, we're going to give you hopefully some tools to respond to teen culture. Um, so yeah, by the end of this podcast, you will not understand everything there is to know about teen culture. Yeah. But um, because uh, frankly, I don't think there is a silver bullet or a code to crack here. Um, but we do want to share a couple of tools with you that we think um, will help us as leaders and people who care about teenagers understand teen culture a little better. And it's always important to really remember why it is that we're doing this. Um, I read this quote last week, and I'll kind of read it again. It's not verbatim, but uh, it's by Walt Mueller, um, who's a, a kind of a leader who releases resources for parents. Right. Uh, and he said something along the lines of, if we fail to understand or enter the culture of our students, then we forfeit our ability to inform their culture. And so if you're here, it's because you don't want that to happen. So thank you. Uh, and I think teenagers are too valuable for us to not be a part of that formation process. And so that's kind of what we're uh, about today is trying to give you some tools. Let's understand teen culture a little bit. So Yeah. So I don't know if we can start with like, so can we define even that? So as we're talking about teen culture, like what, how would you define that? What would you say? Okay. Teen culture, because some of us are in it and you know, like I just said, who is this new artist and why are yeah. they doing this trend and what's with the jumping challenge and the Tide Pod challenge yeah. the kids really actually eating those, those things that you put in a washing machine. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> if we could just maybe even as we get into it, how do we define teen culture yeah so um i'll kind of uh share a definition of just broad culture i, I was actually looking online there's so many different ways I'm you sure. should define it it's like uh, ridiculous sure. so if you don't like the way that we define it you go can to just go to google yeah, yeah. www.google.com and then you can do a search it's a really cool <laughs> I, search engine. i think it, you're not supposed to say the www part oh. at least that's what i was told by a teenager Look, or it so might have cultured been a, a over here or something they so were like cultured oh uh, we don't say that anymore and i was like oh, <laughs> oh. sorry I, like disappointed them <laughs> yeah it's for real 
real. <laughs> well, after this episode, we'll know more about that, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Um, but yeah, so uh, I actually found a helpful definition that I think um, uh, is really kind of conducive for us to better understand culture. So there's this um, I'm gonna there's this guy named Raymond Williams. He's a, a British intellectual. Ooh, that makes you sound so smart. I know. That's why I put <laughs> it in there. Um, he defines culture in his book, The Long Revolution, as quote a particular way of life which expresses certain meanings and values, not only in art and learning, but also in institutions and ordinary behavior, end quote. So let me kind yeah, of explain that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, explain that a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I heard you say it, but I'm, I feel like I'm listening. So can you say that one more time? Yeah, so he is a particular way of life that expresses certain meanings and values, not only in art okay. and learning, but in institutions and behavior. And I think a lot of times when we think culture, we simply think of what we see on you know, iTunes, what music they're listening to, what music videos they're watching, yeah. um, what uh, apps they're using. Um, but I think uh, I like this definition because it goes a bit further. It says it identifies um, their particular way of life, how it is that they live, uh, which then expresses meanings and values that they hold dear to. And this is expressed not only in art and learning, but also in institutions and behavior. And so we look at behavior like eating Tide Pods, um, which I think I think that, that that trend is long gone, I hope. I pray that that's gone. Yeah, I hope it is. Um, but, you know, it, it, we evaluate their behaviors that yeah. have kind of gone viral and understand, okay, what are the values and the meanings behind that? And so – Yeah, so can I press in that yeah. a little bit? And I, yeah. This is probably more of an opinion question. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm hung up on that first part, a particular way of life which can express certain meanings and values. Like – I guess I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of thinking through that question, my own question, and probably even answering it. So, yeah, I think that, that I agree with that statement because it is their meanings and values. However, I don't think many students are going, hey, this is my meaning and my value. Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily, right? Right. I think they feel, honestly, yeah. I think we ex we all have needs and values and we experience these things. Yeah. Uh, we don't always put a name to it or right. identify what exactly am I looking for in what I'm in this behavior that I'm engaging in. Right. We just kind of do it, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes can't even explain why we yeah, do it. Yeah, not necessarily, or students right? can't explain. I feel like as you get older, you get a little bit more refined in who you are yep. and what you're doing and how where like kind of the direction that you're going yeah but i don't think that it's necessarily solidified in students and yeah so i don't know i just i think i'm hung up on that so yeah anyway so hopefully we'll kind of unpack that a little bit more to try yeah. to understand and that please continue like you were, yeah. you were about to explain i think um that quote as a whole so yeah so i mean so there's so i think a lot of times when we look at culture we see tangible tangible and visual uh, or visible expressions of culture that we're familiar with, right? Like languages, different languages, right. um, art, uh, whether it's you know visual or philosophical in such you know in some ways, uh, behaviors, norms, music, vocabulary, apps, etc. And I think uh, by looking at these expressions of culture, um, uh, Williams might contend that we can learn more about teenagers, how they're wired, and what it is that they value by looking at these kind of tangible, visible expressions of culture. Um, so this whole process. I think starts with our trying to learn more about their culture. Uh, and I kind of, the one way that I thought about it is like if you go to another country and you visit another country, um, there's a lot of things that you look at, you scratch your head, like, why are they doing that? Like, yeah. what's going on? They're, right, right. they're acting this way. They're, you know, talking this way, which is great. Like just that's diversity of different right. cultures. Right. Um, and so what you do is you undergo the work of understanding what's happening and then understanding why it's happening. Um, I remember, do you, you remember Peter Odulana? Yeah. He's a yeah, great absolutely. friend of ours. Um, we were, 
were, it was 2011, we were flying to uh, the Dominican Republic for a mission trip. And me and Peter uh, were, we had a layover in Florida, and so we're getting on the plane in Florida to fly from Fort Lauderdale to, um, to the Dominican Republic. And I was trying to be all cool and like pretended like I knew Spanish. I took like maybe so two years of Spanish you at were school. Trying to be cool. I was cool, cool. Didn't come natural. It to did Christian not come naturally when he was at all. Middle school and high yeah. school. And I'm after, sorry, that's me. No. But. And after this instance, I was much less cool. So we were getting on the plane, and you know, in Florida, it's really hot outside. And so we were walking through, uh, through, I guess, the tunnel to get into the plane. Yeah. Um, and um, I was walking next to Peter, and we were kind of waiting in line to board the plane. And I, uh, I, you know, I took two years of Spanish, and so I was like, I got this. And so I said, esta caliente, because I was trying to comment on, it's really hot outside. Like, it's, I'm sweating right now. Mm. And then, oh, I won't forget it. It was so embarrassing. So then the girl in front of us in line looked back at me and laughed. And I was so confused. <laughs> And Peter turned to me and he's like, dude, Don't I think you just called her hot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. He's like, you want to say ase calor, meaning it's hot right. outside. And so. Because um, the caliente has like. There's connotations with yeah, it. Like uh, yeah. Sexual connotation depending, to it. Yeah. Depending on how you use it. And so I just called this girl <laughs> hot and I didn't mean to. Because. I didn't understand Was the culture. she like 90 and she's like, hey. No. <laughs> That'd be scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't understand the culture and so I couldn't engage in it well and I couldn't, yeah. yeah, I couldn't engage in it well at all, right? And so I think when we grow to more properly understand uh, the culture of our young people, what it is that they're doing and why it is that they do it, I yeah. think then we set ourselves up to better speak into their culture and experience. But if we refuse to do that, then right. gosh, I think we are, as Walt Mueller is saying, forfeiting our ability to kind of get engaged. And so, yeah, um, I think that even goes back to, uh, I'm pretty sure that we mentioned this in, in the pilot episode. At this point, it's been about two weeks since we recorded that. But I think it even goes back to just that simple old school saying of people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. Yeah. And so by entering into a student's world and kind of engaging in their culture, it doesn't mean that you're like down to do Tide Pod challenges. <laughs> it, it just means that you're, Gosh. you're looking to understand what their values are, yeah. what their meanings are and seeing how that expresses itself in different ways. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't mean that you approve of all of the Absolutely things that yeah. culture is doing, but we'll talk a bit about just as you're getting into it, you're showing, Hey, I love you. I care for you. I value enough to try and understand where you're coming from Yeah, because it is like a foreign language and I don't it get it. And let's be honest, like many times we're like, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> like or what, seen or, or thought. Yeah. Like, and so it can be challenging, but by just engaging in that, you're entering into their world, you're entering into their their space and, and showing that you care. So people yeah. don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And I think it kind of, for me, it summarizes like what we're talking about, yeah. why it's important to engage in student culture. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, once we do engage, once we ask these, kind of, this, these questions about their culture and trying to figure out what their values, their <laughs> implicit values are, yeah. uh, then I think this brings clarity to those burning questions that we have, like why do teenagers do what they do and why do they act the way they do? Yeah. Um, speaking of, there was a story uh, of this a couple of weeks ago. I was walking out of Target with uh, my wife. We're going to go into story time, everybody, right now. we got a couple <laughs> stories. I love story time. Yeah, it's so great. I always um, have so sit down, drink your tea. Uh, so yeah, we were walking out of Target, and we we were getting Starbucks. We only went to tar uh, Target for Starbucks. You okay. know, makes sense. Starbucks is great. I, 
I'm dangerous. Okay, great. Which <laughs> which Target has a Starbucks? But well, most of them do. Ben doesn't go to Target. I don't apparently, go to Target. everybody. It's like forty minutes away. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Walmart's fine. Um, so we uh we were at Target uh, getting Starbucks, and we saw all these teenagers walk in. I think there was like uh, three uh, teenage girls, and then one teenage guy was with them. And so uh, we got our coffee, uh, and then we walked out. And as we're walking out, I see the teenage boy uh, run out of Target, and then he stops in the middle of the road, and goes down is this to like do the main road or is this like the this is like lot the or? parking lot okay. right in front of target okay. this isn't philly okay. so i live in oh, philly so okay. this isn't philly so it's a little more congested uh and so he's in the middle of the road and just starts doing push-ups right in the middle of the road and i'm like what the how heck? many did he, did he get in i didn't count i was i think i was just more baffled at the fact <laughs> of the, why <laughs> is this, this kid doing? in the road yeah. right and um of course you kind of the initial reaction is like drugs what the heck yeah <laughs> what the heck are you doing dude like what do you have to be doing to, to convince yourself that that is a good idea um but yeah it's one of those things that kind of gets adults asking why are they doing that why are they the way they are um we have stories that we can oh, share and i have uh, I have tons of stories. Like, how long is story time supposed to go for? Because I, mean, I could probably fill two and a half episodes with all of my we'll stories. We'll have some special devoted uh, podcast episodes for Ben and his crazy Yeah, stories. we probably won't. Christian's <laughs> just saying that. Yeah, but, totally. uh, Yeah, so I feel like as I was a kid, uh, I don't know if mine's as specific talking about culture, but um, so when I was younger, I was diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactive disorder. So I feel like my entire childhood is littered with different things, and I, I guess as I'm recalling it now, I think the one thing that I remember is my my father's teaching and instruction in that. Like there was always he was always trying to help shape and, and guide me as I continued to grow older. And so whenever I would do something crazy or break something or do something, he would say, hey, Ben, you got to think before you act. You got to think before you speak. Like yeah. and even now as an adult, I feel like in my later years of being a youth pastor, I felt like I had become my father. Like I just was trying to tell students like, guys, you got to think before you speak. You got to think before you act. But, but man, going back to the stories I've got, I was so active as a child. I was always big for my age. So if mm -hmm. I was 10, I, I looked like a 12 year old. Mm -hmm. If I was 12, I looked like I was 14 or 15. Like now he looks really old. Guys. Yeah. Now I just look <laughs> like an old man with a beard um, and I'm working on the beard. So it's fun. Um, but like there was this one specific time where I remember sitting in my living room and in my living room, we had this fish tank, just a normal sized fish tank. Okay. Uh, and right next to it, we had a rocking chair. And so I remember uh -oh. like uh -oh. it was a Sunday night or something like hanging out at the house. My family's all there and just got back from church. Maybe. I like <laughs> jumped up out of the chair. And as I jumped up out of the chair, this, I hit the side of it and the, it like kind of the opposite corner smacked into the fish tank. <laughs> and, and so it cracked the fish tank. It wasn't enough that it put a hole in it. It just cracked it and water started gushing out. <laughs> and so I see this happen in like a split second. I'm like, <gasps> what do I do? And so I don't know why, but I just put my hand over the, the <laughs> hole. I was like, mom. <laughs> now my mom had gotten used to like this cry for mom. Like, and so she, it, it was more like, what happened now? And she sees water like spurting out of my hand. The fish are swimming around in crazy circles. Probably very fearful. Yeah, fearful because they're going to die. And uh, I just remember that that time. So I feel like that 
I mean, I don't know if that ties directly into culture, we'll but I, I think it does as we start to talk through it. Yeah. So, so I don't want to give away kind of that part because yeah. this is, is kind of, like I said, I think Christian's got a great plan um, for talking through this. So at first that story doesn't really fit into culture, but I, I think that we're going to dive yeah, into it. We might it, be able so. to understand a little bit. Um, yeah. uh, a story that I kind of have, um, which <laughs> I was just kind of working on the notes for today. I realized I don't think I've ever told my parents this story. <laughs> Surprise! So, so, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, I'd like to apologize in advance for because this. Will probably be the the last the last, second, episode. The last episode. Yeah. <laughs> if Christian goes missing, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was, uh, gosh, maybe I was ten or eleven. Um, it had just snowed at my okay. house uh, here in Pennsylvania, and um, and I was outside enjoying the snow, and I saw my neighbor. Uh, outside across the street. And so I said, Hey, um, Hey, let me show you something. So she's standing on her side of the street. I'm standing on my side of the street. And what I do is I start picking up snowballs and I start throwing them at cars as they drive by, uh, my house. And I'm like, just wait there. Like I'll, I'll hit it eventually. Just, just, just wait there. Uh, this is, if, if you're a teenager listening to this, I'm not endorsing this. I'm just explaining what uh, what I did. But uh, okay. I was waiting for, like, I was trying to get the right shot. And, you know, I wasn't formed enough to realize that if I want to hit a car with a snowball, I throw it where the car <laughs> will be. So I was just throwing it directly at the car. And every time I'd miss. Uh, and I finally hit a car, but it was not a car. It was a school bus. And I needed, apparently, a 50-foot vehicle to actually <laughs> finally hit something and I kid you not and I'm that not describes Christian's athletic ability yeah. in a nutshell. <laughs> uh and I kid you not, like I'm not making this up. I hit the very last window of the bus. So it's not like I got it in the middle, like I yeah. just nicked the back of this bus. And and so um here I am engaging in this really I mean what could be uh, even a, a risky, dangerous behavior, depending on how it unfolded. Right. I was fortunate enough that nothing happened. Um, but here I am engaging uh, kind of in this behavior. Um, and this is not very uncommon. Sometimes we see uh, people, teens, uh, even adults sometimes engage in riskier right. behaviors. And so, right. um, and sometimes this, unfortunately, is part of the culture. And so now uh, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of use our stories as case studies um, for the rest of the podcast. Um, we want to introduce, uh, yeah, we want to introduce you kind of a process um, that we think could be helpful in terms of right. understanding teen culture. Um, we're going to go over two questions today um, that I think really kind of help us get into the depth of understanding, okay, what is happening and trying to figure out um, why it's happening. Um, in grad school, I read a book uh, called Practical Theology by Richard Osmer, uh, and it's all about um, how we can live out our beliefs, live out our, our deep values, right, live out our right. theology, you know, the things that we really really want to strive for, how we make those come about in just our everyday life. And the book was all about practical responses to situations and how it is that we can think and respond in an intentional and effective way to life situations. Yeah. Um, so it could be applied to problems or just, you know, just anything that you're going through. Um, and so the book, uh, pr he proposed four questions that might uh, that must be asked about our situations in order that we may intentionally and effectively respond to them. And so for this podcast, as kind of Ben mentioned earlier, for part one today, we're going to talk about the um, the first two questions that we ask to help us understand, okay, what is going on? And then uh, next episode that we do, episode three, will be part two, and that's when we'll ask the second two questions, which will help us put the rubber to the road. That'll help us actually... Yeah take what we're, we're understanding about culture, then responding to it in a way that's not only helpful for us, but helpful for our young people. Now, um, I've, I've got a question. Yeah. And uh, do you want to lay out like those four thoughts? Or 
do you want to keep everybody at the edge of the I'm going to keep y'all at the edge. It's going to be a okay. cliffhanger up in here. I was thinking that. I'm like, man, I hope we're, yeah. we're teasing this We're trying to make y'all come back. Yeah, we're trying to boost our numbers here, people. Because yeah. so, the more numbers we get, the better our egos feel. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> There's no financial benefit. That's the explanation. Yeah. Our um, egos feel great. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to cover the first two today. And our yeah. hope is that um, – and I also just kind of want to hone in on these two without even jumping ahead. Yeah, like, let's do this bit. well, right? Yeah, right? And then once we kind of have an idea of what we're doing here, how to understand culture, then we'll kind of move on to um, to actually responding to it. So um, we're going to jump right in. And what yeah. we'll do is I'll kind of throw the question out there. We'll kind of mess around with this question in, in terms of our own experiences. Um, and and uh, yeah, and we'll just kind of go through it in that format. So the first question, which uh, Osmer calls uh, the descriptive task, it's a very simple question, is what is going on? Okay. So you look at your situation, you describe what is going on. This is the process of getting all of the details. This yeah. step is prerequisite to step two. Um, you need the details in order to interpret the details. It's kind of like you don't watch part of a movie and then come to your conclusions about the movie. Right, right. Well, you can, but Just, usually... It's incomplete, probably. Yeah, yeah you want to you wanna, uh, assemble all the details that you right, can right. and then go about interpreting those details. And so um, I think it's been called, this step is called like the thick description. You want to gather as many details as you can. Yeah. And you might be thinking like, well, it's easy. You were throwing snowballs at a bus, Christian. Like, what more do you need? But there are actually some other things that we could consider about that. And so right. um, let's kind of uh, reflect on that. So uh, for me, um, thick description of what's happening. Yeah, I was throwing snowballs at cars, had horrible aim. Um, <laughs> it's not relevant details, but... I think that's a beautiful detail. <laughs> I don't know why. I just really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we can identify um, that I was. it was a risky behavior. I mean... Right. It could have gone south. Like, right. it could have. Yeah, I'm very fortunate that it didn't. Um, but something could have happened. Maybe someone could have stopped their car, uh, kind of done right. something, got angry. You know, yep. I don't know. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, it's easy to identify that, hey, it's kind of risky. That wasn't maybe the smartest thing. This kid doing push-ups in the Target parking lot. What if something did happen, right? right. Really risky behavior. But um, at the time, you, did you identify it as risky? No, not at no, all, right? I didn't think so. Because I don't think right. – and I think um, this is just adolescent deve uh, cognitive development. Right. Um, they, uh, they're, I guess at 25 is when your prefrontal cortex is fully right, formed. So right. I just got fully formed about, you know, tw 11 months ago. So I just yeah, made debatable. it. Yeah, it's debatable. <laughs> um, and so, but when you, when you are forming kind of in that way, when teenagers are forming cognitively, they are learning to think of these abstract right. things like risk, right. something that, right. you know, they may have not experienced before. And so, um, I was engaging in risky behavior that did have risks to it. Uh, and then also another thing, my parents weren't weren't there uh not because they thought they had to be with me outside while i was playing with the snow um but i i guess felt that i needed to uh um i felt like i couldn't get away with this if my mom was hanging out with me right or if my dad were hanging out with me um and so uh yeah my parents were outside uh with me when i engaged in that and so here i am kind of uh you know i'm standing my ground being autonomous uh throwing <laughs> snowballs at cars again mom and dad i'm really sorry um <laughs> And so understanding uh, uh, that, just the absence of, okay, the, um, I'm, I've took it upon myself to do this upon myself. Right. And so um, those are important details, uh, and we can kind of talk a little bit about why in a little bit. So I don't know. How would you yeah. kind of maybe describe uh, your situation there? Uh, so I, I think I even gave a little bit of a way, but I think part of it is just my activity. Like I was the, the youngest of four, um, so there was always somebody around, like, and I always wanted to be around somebody. I think that played a factor in my activity. Like I, I was 
my mind was always stimulated. So I was mm-hmm. always going, I'm always doing stuff. So that just led to a really active, I guess, life where yeah. just full of excitement. And because of even my, my ADD, like a, a compulsiveness sometimes yeah. too. So just what would get me to jump out of the chair? Well, I don't really have a great, like, Oh, well I jumped out of the chair because I was really hungry. Like I don't have any good reasons. <laughs> Although that is but, a good reason, but it was, I guess part of me, and I remember my my mom having conversations with my mom as I got older, of her going, her having conversations with her mom going, man, why is he so different than the other children? <laughs> like, what is going on with yeah. him? And it was in part that ADD and just the difference yeah. that I was. So my, my parents always did a good job of trying to get the whole picture of yeah. asking questions, inquisitive. And a lot of times, I'll be honest, I didn't, I couldn't answer their questions. Yeah. Yeah. But their questions did make me start to consider as I'm trying to be truthful and honest with them of going, oh, well, why did I do that? Yeah. I guess I just was super excited about whatever was happening. Yeah. Like uh, this was going on and I wanted to see what was happening. Like I don't remember if it was that yeah. specific, like uh, that there was, you know, in the other room something was happening. I don't think it was that. But yeah. um, uh, just that was active. That was part of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we could, eat, I mean, this ask this question about things that are happen to, happening today. Like, uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, it was the Tide Pod Challenge. Like, right. okay, what are they doing? They're eating kind of these toxic chemicals yeah. and not only eating them because uh, they wouldn't ever eat them without posting them and right. recording right. them. So there's something about uh, eating it and then posting it about yeah. it online. And then even if I can jump in, like the, the current challenge that the, I just saw a couple of days yeah. ago was the jumping challenge. I yeah. think is what it was called. Where, yeah. Where basically it's three kids. Um, the two on the ends jump and I, I don't know what the setup is. They get that third person to jump. And the whole idea is that when that person in the middle jumps, the two kids on the end end kick out their yeah. legs. Gosh, so the yeah. kids are literally falling and man, that, injured. that just scares me. Yeah. Like, I mean, just to see, I saw one video and they didn't even show the kid hitting, hitting the floor. It was like a news alert or something yeah. like that. And it's like, Man, I just could see broken arms yeah, and like gosh. smashed faces and swollen eyes. And I'm just yeah. going, gosh, that's kids don't see that as destructive. But yeah, man, that could be such a devastating thing. Yeah. So when we're kind of given that thick description, they're engaging. It is right. kind of risky behavior. And again, they don't they don't ever do it in a vacuum. I think a lot of times it happens. Uh, they 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 do it and post it online. Right. right. Um, and so uh, we always want to describe what's the full picture, what is happening, who's involved, who's not involved. Yeah. Uh, and then what's the content at which or what what degree is this being shared? Right. Um, and so that's what we always want to do. And actually, I'll mention this now uh, in our fourth episode. So, or yeah, or fifth episode, we're actually going to have, we're just going to do case studies where we're going to go through this four step process yeah. with different things that are happening today. So, um, this episode we're talking about the, you know, just understanding it next episode, we're talking about, um, wh- how we respond to it. The episode after that, I'm just giving you all a preview real quick. <laughs> we're actually going to have some teenagers on to talk a little bit about, uh, okay. what we've talked about today and then Great. the next episode. And then that episode after that, something to look forward to, we're going to go through all of this with what's happening today. So. Anyway, little shameless plug right there for you. Um, <laughs> so, so step one was what's going on. What's what yes. is step two? Yes, step two. So step two is what Osmer calls the interpretive task. Um, so we ask the question why it's going on, mm. and I think it's super easy uh, to be like, I know why it's going on. They're being dumb, like they're being mm. stupid, like they, you know. Um, but I do think we have a responsibility because remember we go back to that definition earlier about culture. Um, culture is basically values lived out, and so um, and so if we're understanding that there's some 
sort of value that the teenager is trying to pursue or lean into without their even identifying it, um, this why question forces us to ask, okay, what is the value behind this? Why do they see this kind of sometimes dangerous behavior? Why do they deem it uh, necessary to do? Um, And so for me, uh, I simply wanted just kind of asking why. You were trying to impress your neighbor. I was trying to impress my neighbor. I was trying to get some admiration and acknowledgement. (laughs) Um, It's not that I didn't even need that. Like I wasn't, I didn't feel like I had a shortage of admiration and acknowledgement because I didn't like great family, great parents. Um, uh, but for some reason I was like, I just want to impress someone. Like I just want to impress someone. I want to feel valued and I want them to look at me and be like, wow, you hit that bus with a snowball, (laughs) right? Like, wow. Like really like, and it's so silly and dumb as I look back on it. Um, but if I kind of unearth the reason why I did that, I just, I wanted admiration. I wanted to be acknowledged. Right. Right. Yeah. And I feel like as we're talking through this, like it sounds like such a silly example. And that's honestly, we're trying to kind of keep it really simple because many times we just see something like that and go, we brush it off. Okay. It's kids being kids. But I think that there is a deeper level of that. Yeah. And trying to learn to explore that. And I think that for me, the why, um, I feel like I kind of already talked a a little bit about that even in the what. So I, I kind of blended the two, the what and the why. Um, but it's just part of was part of my nature yeah. to just be be active and to be excitable and to be kind of crazy and yeah. and a little bit wild. So uh, even that, like, uh, I think that you could explain it away by going that. But but personality does play a part in that, right? Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes your son or daughter or your teenager that you're working with, there may not be a very specific why, but yeah. you understand, well, their personality is such that they can't sit still. Yeah, yeah. And so the why is because <laughs> they don't know any other way. Yeah, and it's and it's okay even sometimes when we don't – sometimes there might not be a very uh, right. evident – uh, ex, or, uh, explanation for something. Um, um, but sometimes as best as we can, what we want to do is ask what's going on and then try and figure out, okay, why is this going on? Why do they deem this necessary and important? And so again, get this, like we are actually unearthing their value system when we do this, when we ask not only what is happening, but then we try and identify why is it happening? Um, and when we can do a really good job at kind of engaging this question and trying to work through this, um, we get a glimpse at what they value and which is really important because again, Culture is just expressed values. It's just yeah. lived out values in, ten, in tangible ways. Um, and I don't want to speak for teenagers, but I often see and hear that teenagers just want to be like truly known for who they are, even their, their messiness and brokenness, um, right? And loved and cared for, and they right. don't want to feel abandoned. Right. And I would even argue that adults are no different. Absolutely. Um, our tools are just different as adults. Yeah. Um, uh, the methods are just different. With different ways of like acceptance or rejection. Yeah. Like, so we're, we're just, we're on the same path. We're yep. just a lot further down. Yeah, we're a lot further down the path. And and I w- you wouldn't see an adult throwing a, snow- a snowball at a bus to impress someone. No, they would just increase their bank account, yeah. buy a nice house, uh, get, you know, fine jewelry. I don't know, whatever adults do nowadays. Like this is – their tools are just different, but we right. see the same thing happening. Right. And it's all because we want to be acknowledged and admired in some ways, right? right. Like people want those nice cars and things. Um, so I just to kind of um, say I think teenagers and adults are doing the same things. Yeah. It just looks different. Um, It's crazy because it feels like we're on different planets. It does. Like on one sense, it's a little offensive. Like, no, I don't act like a teenager. But you do. Just a little differently. Maybe deep down, if you really search, like 
Man, yeah. there's maybe not that much difference. There, maybe. there is some difference, yeah. but maybe not. Maybe that's why we want our numbers on this podcast to be real high. <laughs> that's right. Because yeah. we want to be acknowledged right, and admired. Like Christian's laying me down on the couch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move it. Keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so when we uh, when we can understand a bit about the values that undergird uh, their culture, their decisions, their behaviors, you know, the music, the art, you know, all that right. stuff, we can begin to understand some of the other things uh, that take place in adolescent culture. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think this explains uh, in some ways, and I know we're kind of briefing over a lot of stuff here, but I think uh, this explains uh, a bit of other things that um, teenagers engage in. Um, you know, we see a lot, uh, it used to be, I know, big when I was a, a teenager, it's just like, oh, we don't want people, like, and I don't know, it still might be the same today, like, no drinking, no sex, like, no, all of this stuff. Right, right. Um, uh, and so we see a lot of teenagers who might not be very familiar with the consequences or, you know, what risks they're engaging in. Um, and they engage in them. And so we can't just like, we got to figure out, okay, what's happening and why is this happening? Why, why do they deem it necessary to um, do these harmful videos sometimes and yeah. post them and share them with other people to see? Like, um, and so, um, and so, yeah, so we kind of have a responsibility here to try and ask, okay, what's happening and why is this happening? Yeah. And, and, and we have to sit with these two questions for a little bit to really understand, okay, what's going on here? Right. Um, they're tied to technology. We see TikTok is a really popular app that's kind of been booming lately. I've heard of another one called Hoop. I don't know what it's about. Okay. Yeah, there's Snapchat, right? Um, and I think and, and I think a lot of people engage in these things because, uh, and I'm going to just kind of make a broad stroke here, um, but I think there's some validity to it. Um, but I think teenagers just, you know, they want to belong just like adults. Right. They want to be acknowledged and admired just like adults. Um, and I think, you know, that saying that uh, I think sometimes uh, parents will ask their teenagers, why are you doing that? Uh, and you ever heard that response? Everybody's doing yeah, it. Absolutely. Everybody's doing it, mom. Yeah. Like everyone at school is using this app. Everyone's right. doing this challenge. And then if, if everybody jumped off a bridge, would you jump? Yeah, yeah. that was the question I got. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> um, but uh, I think what's important to understand with this saying is not um, we shouldn't focus on the task that they're doing, but that word everybody. Hmm. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Everybody like there. I think when we kind of ask why or ask these questions, um, really what they're saying is I want to be a part right. of something bigger. Like I want right. to be a part of um, this community. I want to be a part of what my friends are doing. I don't want to be left out. I don't want to miss what's going on. Like the fear of missing out is a right. real thing. Right. They, they That's don't refer to as FOMO. FOMO. Yeah. So if you want to be cool and hip. F-O-M-O. Yeah. Fear go say of missing out. fear of missing out. It's, it's a real thing. But it yeah. is a real thing. And I think. Right. Um, when they say, oh, everybody's doing it, they're not trying to justify the action, but they're trying to justify uh, the sense of belonging. Like, oh, I want to belong. I just want to be a part of something. I want to be in the in crowd with my friends. I don't want to be left behind, right? right. Um, and so um, and so I think that's a, one way to hear that phrase uh, yeah. a little differently. I don't want to be left out. Yeah, so just looking looking at our time, we should probably start to wrap up with any yeah. final thoughts. But, um, yeah. And thanks for hanging with us. I know that we went a little bit long, but yeah. I feel like it's good content to work through and maybe we bantered too much. But yeah, okay. yeah. And ben so, yeah, I guess more, I don't know, uh, wrapping up. Any final thoughts? or? Yeah, like, yeah, great. So, um, so ultimately, when we're trying to understand teen culture, the hope is that we not only see what our young people are doing, because I think that's where a lot of people stop. 
we see what they're doing and then yeah. we react, right? Yeah, right. Um, I think we have to go a bit further uh, and understand why it is that they uh, feel the need to engage in these things. Uh, and then also what values lie underneath these decisions. Um, because uh, then when we can kind of fully understand what is happening and try and interpret why it's happening, we can move on to the next two questions, um, which we'll talk about in our next episode, which is all about, okay, now we know what's happening. We kind of have an idea of why it's happening. What do we do now? Like, yeah. do we sit by idly and let it happen or do we right. get engaged? So hopefully we'll have some really good practical um, tips on how do, we, how do we engage that well and how do we kind of um, enter that culture, enter their space. So, And I feel like to, for me to summarize, because I, I feel like I'm simple, like I like simple thoughts. So I feel yeah. like to summarize, curiosity is the first two steps, right? Mm -hmm. Like try and understand the what and the why, yeah. right? Yeah. Like so curiosity almost fits both of those. Well, what actually, what's the full scope of what happened? Yeah. And why? So it's it's answered by being curious. And if you can engage in that curiosity, not and it's sometimes this is incredibly challenging, but not necessarily in a I'm I'm you know, I'm nipping this in the butt before yeah. or bud, I, whatever that expression is like, I'm going <laughs> to take care of this yeah. now before because there is we do see the risk. They may not. Yeah. But if you can engage in a curiosity and ask the what and the why, I think that you're you're probably <laughs> Man, you're probably further along than a yeah. lot of different situations that you can help engage in student yeah. culture. Like you can help understand and see what their their value and their their um, yeah. I was going to say ethics. That's not the right word. What <laughs> what what they value is. Yeah, uh, and it's something that takes practice. So yep. Um, yep. we're kind of beginning this journey again in a couple episodes. We'll actually do some case studies where we'll run through this process um, with you guys. Um, but do you want to give some final thoughts, Ben? So, again, glad that you're joining us. If yeah. you are listening to us, you're probably doing that online. You can find us at clcfamily.church slash media. There's a, a well podcast kind of icon that you can click and listen to all of the different ones. Um, you can find us on Instagram at the well, or excuse me, the dot well dot podcast. And then on Facebook at the well podcast one. And yeah. that's all one word. Um, likely if you have any questions that you're interested in, and asking us, like even as we, you know, we've got the first couple mapped out, but if you have any questions or content that you're like, hey, it would be really helpful if you talked about this, we would yeah. love to hear from you. If you email us at, uh, it's thewell at clcfamily.church, um, we'd love to hear that. And you can help kind of shape as we kind of figure this out and yeah. do the whole podcast thing. Yeah. So. And if you're a student listening to this and you're like, yeah. you're wrong, uh, email us, yeah. uh, just say, Hey, this is where too. my experience is a little different than what you're saying. And yeah. gosh, we would love to hear that. And we need to hear that because yeah. this but is you us gotta be ready because be we're going to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. We want to <laughs> curiosity. Like we want to figure out the what and the why. Yes. The what and the why. Um, we're trying to practice what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our next episode will drop on March 4th. Yeah. And again, we're going to talk about how we can respond to teen culture. And that will be episode three, right? Episode three. That'll be the second half of this. Yes. And then, yeah, great. It's going to be fun. Wow. Awesome. Well, you guys are awesome. Thanks for hanging out uh, with us for 41 minutes. Incredible. Ooh, man. Yeah. It's long-winded. It's this guy over here. It's my, yeah, it's, it's totally my me. fault. Totally it's my fault. Me. I'm going to ask what and why about my actions today. As soon as we like it. Yeah. It, so. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks for joining us at the well. We'll see you next time. See ya.